0: to the Tuesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and okay, I apologize for the absence. On Friday, I had some equipment issues, but on Monday, um, yeah, no, I've it, it, the only issue was the operator. I recorded an entire podcast, edited it, produced it, and it was sitting on my desktop, and when I was getting ready to upload it, I deleted it. <laughs> Like, just straight up. I, no joke, was like, I got to clean my desktop off and just deleted all the icons on my desktop. I didn't have a ton. I don't know why I did that. And I deleted the podcast. (laughs) And I was like, I can't record another one. It's too late. It's too late. I got to go to bed. And, um, yeah. So, malfunctioning equipment on Friday. uh, Malfunctioning operator on uh, Monday. So, here we are on Tuesday. And everything looks good. We are good to go. Moving forward. Uh, At least good enough, I will say. (laughs) Good enough to move forward. What a crazy day yesterday. Besides me deleting my own podcast, uh, the markets. I mean, what in the world? (laughs) I thought, I got to tell you, I thought, here we go again. I remember sitting in a restaurant uh, watching the Dow plummet during the 2008 crisis, and I just was watching everything crash, and I thought, okay, here it is. Here's another gigantic drop. The Dow fell by, I think, 1,100 points and ended up up 99. I <laughs> just did such a big swing. I mean, now the Dow's at such an impressive number that an 1,100-point swing isn't what it used to be but still man or I'm sorry a 1200 point swing that's crazy and here's why I thought things were actually going to get worse so the day starts bad we got futures or just it's not looking good market opens things immediately start plummeting and then we get manufacturing and service output data and it was not good it was it wasn't good I thought okay here we go like it rains it pours here we go so we got the latest data for January according to the IHS market Flash, composite, PMI, and it was bad for both. I mean, services were worse. The service index fell 50 or fell to 50.9, a almost seven-point drop from December. Economists had predicted a smaller drop to 56.7 in manufacturing, That was also down uh, to 55 from 57.7 in December, also a little lower than what economists had projected. And the composite index fell to 50.8, down notably from the 57 in December. And we are now at the slowest pace since July 2020. And so that comes out early in the morning, 945. And I thought, okay, here we go. Like This is just going to propel the market. And it did. And then all of a sudden, things just turned around. Uh, Chris Williamson, chief business economist at IHS Market, said Omicron is playing an outsized role in this decline, saying, quote, soaring virus cases have brought the U.S. economy to a near standstill at the start of the year. However, output has been affected by Omicron much more than demand with robust growth of new business inflows, hinting that growth will pick up once restrictions are. Are relaxed. And it wasn't all bad news. People will be glad to hear that as the rate of cost inflation eased to the slowest pace since May 2021, similarly, the pace of charge inflation softened and was the least marked since April 2021. So we could be seeing some price relief or at least uh, inflation not continuing to move at the current rate that it's going up. That would be nice. And so that's what happens, right, when the economy slows. I mean, that's that's why they argue that the solution to high prices is high prices. And then when things get too expensive, people stop buying. When buying pressure relaxes, prices start slowing because, finally, supply will be able to catch up. And so you can look at it. Obviously, you want to see manufacturing and service data at a higher level. You don't like to see it stifled by Omicron. But... That does mean that could be some good news for inflationary pressures. So good and the bad. All right. Speaking of the good and the bad, we know that inventory is at unfortunate lows. People trying to buy houses, just they can't find houses. So that, of course, means other bad news, which is home sales. Home sales are going to fall because people can't find homes, not because they don't want to buy homes, but they can't find homes. And we got some new data from Zonda Economics that says new home pending sales fell in December on a monthly and annual basis to close out the year, with the month-over-month national index falling 4% to 157 in December, and that is 5.3% lower than the index was in December of 2020. Now, just to note, an index value of over 100 indicates the housing market is doing better than June 2016. So we're still well above that number. And I was looking at the chart and we are well above the average that we saw in 2021, but not where we were at the end of last year. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, Las Vegas had the best month by far up 10 point six percent month over month, followed by San Francisco up four point eight percent and Minneapolis up four point four percent. And then on an annualized basis, Los Angeles had the best year by far up thirty six point four percent, followed by Orlando up twenty three point eight and San Antonio, Texas up nineteen percent. Allie Wolf, Chief Economist at Zonda Economics said that builders are hoping to increase production, but supply chain worries continue, saying, quote, The expectation is that new home supply will increase throughout the year, but development and building delays continue to pose a challenge in trying to get more homes built. So this is now I do want to point out this is the new Home pending sales index, a little different than the data that we're going to be getting on Thursday. That's pending home sales in total. That's from the National Association of Realtors. And economists are projecting a 2.2% month over month decline and a 2.7% year over year drop as well. So we do have some data on at least new pending home sales. And so, more than likely, when you see that, and where inventory levels are later this week when we get total home sales or pending home sales, it's yeah likely that that number is going to show a decline. And then because we haven't talked about it in 24 hours, well, no, I've done a podcast in a while, so it's been a while. Um, but there was a new report out from Redfin that, of course, got into the big question that... Like I said, we've discussed many times here on the podcast. uh, Is this housing market a bubble? Is it a bubble? And while homeowners are convinced it is and real estate agents are becoming, that number is increasing. Economists are like, no, we're not there yet. But it doesn't mean we could be on a trajectory that could create a bubble. So once again, this is a new report from Redfin. 77% of homeowners believe we are currently in a housing bubble. Now, that's a big difference from last year when Redfin found that 64% of homeowners believe the current year will be better than the year prior. Now, if you think we're in a bubble, they're not saying it's going to pop this year necessarily, but you probably are, are concerned about it. And so that's quite the change that you had 64% of homeowners confident that this year would be better than the last year. And Now you got 77% believing that we are in a bubble, which is, that's what happens when you're seeing 20% year over year price appreciation. But here's what's interesting. 44% of realtors believe that we're in a housing bubble, or at least there's a housing bubble in the market that they work in. And so, okay, you know, homeowners, you're like, all right, these are people that are kind of paying attention to what's happening in housing. But now you got 44% of real estate agents. So are we in a housing bubble? That's a lot of people who seem to think so. But despite these concerns, the Redfin chief economist, uh, Daryl Fairweather, argues that we're not. We are not in a bubble, (laughs) like much of other economists have argued. He actually argues this is more of a ripple, Saying quote, "What we're going through right now is closer to a ripple in the water than a bubble. Mortgage rates are already going up, which will likely stabilize demand and reduce the risk of a bubble that could burst. However, Fairweather does argue that if growth continues unchecked, a bubble could form. If this rate of price growth, he says, were to continue for another year, I would be worried about a bubble too, but I predict home price growth will slow significantly in 2022. Uh, just a reminder Fairweather's take is very similar to what we heard from Mark Zandi, who made a similar argument in the Washington Post. He wrote a piece, and when he was talking about the current housing market being a bubble, he said, No, not yet, but I say this with less confidence than I did a year ago. And if current trends continue for another year, I won't be saying it at all. <laughs> so he's saying, yeah, I mean, if prices continue to increase at this rate, it's just not sustainable. And, I mean, unless mortgage rates went to like zero, which no one is predicting. And so you you have fair weather arguing that rates are going to rise. That's going to kind of cool housing a little bit. And then that's going to cool prices. And then we're going to see a more stable housing market. Not that it's not stable, But it's just kind of surprising a lot of people. And I'll tell you, I was just reading something in Bloomberg, and they were talking about the Canadian housing market. And I got to tell you, there's some warning signs that we are seeing out of Canada, what this report said. And by the way, if you want to read it, I link to it in my companion morning newsletter. If you haven't signed up for that, go to marketsandmortgages.com, and you can get everything that we talk about here on the show and more that we don't have time to talk about. But one of the articles that I linked to from Bloomberg talking about what's happening in Canada and what they're concerned about is more and more mortgage applicants are starting to go with adjustable rate mortgages. And those automatically increase as the benchmark rate in Canada increases. And there's... More than likely going to be a rate increase very soon because why inflation's happening everywhere, and central banks need to do something about it, unless of course you're Turkey and then you keep lowering rates but that's another story <laughs> that's something completely different uh people that actually um, are smart are saying no you, have, you when when inflation's high, you have to raise rates to cool down inflation and so home prices in canada have risen so fast and so many people have been priced out the only way people are able to buy is by doing one of these variable rates but now we're going to see rates move up and that could be a problem when they do move up and so there's some warning signs and if you were to see that here in the united states i'd be saying hey hey, we got to pay attention to this we're not uh but it is something to keep an eye on and so it's it's happening in canada and so uh, i don't know That's one of the problems when you have home prices unchecked, and that's why I think rising rates, yeah, sure, you're going to see fewer loan originations and fewer refis and all of that, and you're going to see a slowdown, but you need that. (laughs) You'd rather have that. It's kind of like the stock market, why this current situation with a correction isn't so bad. You'd rather have a correction than keep inflating the market, and then you have a crash. No one wants a crash. Corrections are no big deal. We used to live through them all the time. I don't know why we became so afraid of corrections. They're really not that big of a deal. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy the rest. Oh, I forgot to mention. I always forget what is happening today. So we got a lot of data. Today's a really crazy week. We got a lot going on this week. Today, we got the S&P Case-Shiller Index. Of course, the gold standard when it comes to home prices. That's out at 9 a.m. along with the FHFA Home Price Index. And then, of course, at 10 a.m., we got Consumer Confidence How are people feeling about the economy? The Fed, of course, is also meeting today, but we're not going to find out what they decided until tomorrow. So we'll be talking about that later in the week. But you guys enjoy your Tuesday. I will talk to you again Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.